Hey everybody. Shit, I just got a fucking voicemail. Hey. Okay. I'm sure that's not gonna show up anyways. Uh it's just a quiet phone noise. But now I have addressed it, so <laughs> everyone knows. Um but hey, it's it's crazy today because we're talking about crazy movies, so we're we're doing things a little bit different. Uh my name is Zach. And I'm a uh uh, corpse of a donkey mm. inside of a grand piano. Donkey. Okay. I was trying to figure out what animal it was. I think I wrote down <laughs> moose, but that doesn't make My sense. Best guess. I don't think... Yeah. Today on the short report, we are talking about what the fuck is the name of this movie? Uh, Unchian Andalou. An Andalusian dog. And we are Broke Box Office. Broke Box Office. And yes, as you said, that translates to an Andalusian dog, which I think is just part of the sort of, you know, crazy surrealness of it that that makes no sense and doesn't yep. matter at all. That's right. This is a really weird movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely the most like art house thing we've done so far. Yes. The most uh, sort of highbrow thing we've done, which considering oh, yes. uh, like the intentions of the filmmakers is kind of hilarious. Yeah. Um. So... In the way of acting, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I mean, our two, I guess you could say leads, um, as the young girl and the man, uh, we have Simone Mareu, Mareu, uh, I don't know how to pronounce that, she's French, mm-hmm. plays the young girl. I mean, they both have like a decent number of credits, I guess. Okay. She has like 35 credits or something. Oh, um, that's not bad. You know, it, it, spanning from like... I think the first thing she was in was in 21 and then the last thing she was in was in like 39 or something like that. Hmm. Yeah. 1940. She didn't uh, pass away until 1954. So I, I mean, I guess she just quit after 1940. Don't really know why, but like something was going on in Europe at that time. Oh fuck. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) France in particular, I guess. Yeah. Good point. Um, I don't, I mean, I don't know a lot about like really old films, so I don't really recognize any of this stuff. I mean, yeah, same. Her known for section is something called Polish Jew, and then Unshin Andalou, which is hmm. this, and then Cour de Pali, and you know, just a bunch of French stuff. I don't know. Okay. Um, sure. Yeah. The other guy, uh, Pierre Batchef, he actually did die in 1932 so pretty wow shortly after this i don't know yeah. how but he was only 24 he so yeah. he died like really young um i wonder if it's like in his oh he died from an overdose of veronal i don't mm. know what that is but probably, probably one of those old timey yeah <laughs> like you know take this like horrible drug to cure your like runny nose <laughs> you what you have you have a headache here's some meth yeah exactly that kind of thing um he is uh, you know pretty much the same he has like 30 or 40 credits um it's all a bunch of old stuff that i don't recognize he is though uh he's in a film from 1929 called monte cristo which is an hmm. adaptation of the count of monte cristo um, oh cool yeah it is three hours and 45 minutes long holy shit <laughs> Um, and I really want to watch it. I, I wanted to see if it was like on YouTube so we could do it for the show, but it's not. I couldn't find it. But um... uh, I don't know if I would do that one. <laughs> I feel like we have to have like a, what, what, I a timeline. <laughs> I was looking at it though. It's it's the Count of Monte Cristo has been adapted into like 
fucking a dozen films. Like it's been made into a movie mm-hmm. so many different times. Um, yeah, I remember watching that. What is it, Christian Bale one a lot as like not a kid, no, but like uh, Guy Pierce and um, Guy Pierce. Oh no, uh, it's not Christian Bale. It's Jim Caviezel. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I love that. I re- I always remember that as being one of like my first favorite movies. Yeah, like I think when me I first too. was like, oh, movies can be like good and cool, and like this is one of my favorite ones. I think it was like the first grown-up movie that our, yeah. our parents showed us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, somewhere along there. But yeah, I mean, he's in a bunch of other stuff. His known for section on IMDb, for what it's worth, is Monte Cristo, uh, Two Timid Souls, The Chess Player, Napoleon. So, you know, hmm. I I don't really recognize any of these, but he's he's got a good number of credits, mm-hmm. same as uh, Simone Morel. Um, I mean, there's not really anything else to talk about other than, I mean... Luis Buñuel is in it, and Salvador Dali is also in it. But mm. I know you're going to talk to them okay. uh, yeah. briefly here. So I'll talk about Luis Buñuel. <laughs> yeah, um, because he is, you know, sort of a famous guy in the surrealist right. film scene, and also just surrealist art, because you know the film was a big part of that. So yep. I it was directed and written and produced and edited and the music was selected by Boonwell. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I didn't know this. This is actually one of his very first films. Uh, before this, he had only really like acted in a couple things. He PA'd one thing and he wrote an adaptation of the fall of the house of Usher. Oh. And then this was th- the first thing that he ever like directed. Hmm. Um, after this, he would go on to write and direct a lot more stuff, uh, mainly Spanish stuff. Although he did uh, right after this, he did sort of a follow-up called L'Age d'Or which um, a lot of the people who worked on this movie also worked on that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, eventually he he did uh, some stuff that I recognize the names of, at least. He did a movie based around Wuthering Heights, uh, one based on Robinson Crusoe, and then he did The Discreet Charm of the Bourgeoisie, which cool. I have heard of before, but, I, I you know. Um, and he also wrote that, that movie Johnny Got His Gun. Um, okay. That Have you heard of that? I mean, it rings a bell. I don't know yeah, much about I, it. But. I mostly know it as, like, it's it's based on that book that I think that one, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mess up what band it is, like that Metallica song One is also yeah, based on. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, anyways, I just thought that was interesting. Uh, it was also written by Salvador Dali, who I, you know, I guess people will probably know who that is. Um, <laughs> I can just, like, briefly mention his his involvement in the film world at least uh yeah he has yeah. writing credits on a few other things none of which i really recognize but more interestingly he has uh, art department credits on a couple of things mm. which i think is kind of neat mm. i remember now uh, i had forgotten about this i wrote a paper in school about um i think it was mainly about a field in england hell com- yeah comparing it and sort of the weird you know surrealist that stuff that's going on there to you know stuff that was in previous films and one of them was a a movie called spellbound that was directed by alfred hitchcock which is just like a sort of a standard hitchcock movie like thriller type thing except for one sequence in the very middle of the movie which is a totally trippy dream sequence that was designed by salvador dali (laughs) that's so rad i know right and apparently he's done that for like two other movies uh, one being Father of the Bride, which is weird. He just oh. would like come in and design these like crazy dream sequences to okay. put in in movies. Um, but maybe the most interesting thing on 
Salvador Dali's IMDb page is Looney Tunes back in action. What? Uh, <laughs> because I think it was, it just said art credit, the persistence of memory. And so oh, I guess they okay. just had that painting was like yeah, in the movie. Yeah, yeah, sure. But I, I bet that painting has been in a lot of movies and I I don't know yeah, why they would why just they felt the need to credit him. Just be like, yeah, you know, Looney Tunes. <laughs> big ups to Salvador Dali. <laughs> That's but, the one with yeah. the melting clocks, right? The persistence mm-hmm. of memory. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like like his most famous one. Yeah. Um hmm. And then getting down into, there's only really three other people on the IMDb yeah. at all. Um, cinematography by Albert Duverger, I'm going to assume he's French, so I'm going to say it like that. <laughs> um, he worked on 26 films throughout the 20s and early 30s. Nothing else I really recognize except hmm. Lage d'Or. Also cinematography by Jimmy Berlier, uh, but he was uncredited on this, apparently. He has even fewer credits, but weirdly enough they span like a greater amount of time he worked you know in the mid-20s and early 30s and then he had one credit in the 1940s one credit in the 50s and one credit in the 60s whoa and they all seem to be like actually doing stuff not like just using his right. stuff that he had already done so that's weird um, yeah nothing damn. else i really recognize at all for him and then i guess spotlight on pierre shield uh the art direction but he was also uncredited <laughs> <laughs> um he actually had maybe the most credits uh he had a bunch of like set decorator production designer art director stuff like that uh-huh. and he worked pretty steadily from the 20s to the his last credit was in 1960 nice um again nothing else i really recognize except he also worked on lodge door and then i just wanted to kind of talk about like a little bit of background on the on the film itself yeah yeah i i was just i mean this is basically just going to be like reading the wikipedia page <laughs> but uh apparently roger ebert called this the most famous short film ever made which i'm sure was true at one time yeah and i guess kind of is now but i'm I like i feel like it's referenced a lot and i feel like people sort of have an idea of it or like at least some movie where someone's sure. eye gets sliced yeah um but i would bet the number of people that have actually seen the whole thing is has diminished greatly yeah in for recent sure decades I mean, speaking of like our our recent stuff, I'm I bet a Pixar short is now probably yeah. the most short film ever made, like one of those. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, uh, it was based on uh, two dreams that Dali and Bunuel had. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, Dali had a dream about ants coming out of his hand, and Bunuel had a dream about slicing an eyeball. And they were like, "Let's make a movie about this." <laughs> and then it's it's so interesting. As I mentioned earlier, they made the movie to be like crazy and make no sense on purpose right as as a way to try and like you know i'll i'll, I'll just read here um a quote from Bunuel. he said historically the film represents a violent reaction against what in those days was called avant-garde which was aimed exclusively at artistic sensibility and the audience's reason and then he said okay <laughs> like apparently you know they made it to like sort of piss off these avant-garde people and like you know make fun of them for mm. what they were doing but then those same people loved the movie yeah and yeah. and they were just like well shit <laughs> <laughs> so i just think that's so funny backfired mm-hmm. and yeah it's just like apparently you know i there are some quotes where i'm sure this is just like a an arty thing for them to say but they were like we we wanted the the movie to inspire murder 
or like i don't know <laughs> but... that's the weirdest thing to say mm-hmm. about yeah. your movie i i read one thing that was like when they when they showed the movie they would both put a bunch of rocks in their pockets in case people like attacked them after the showing what? but people like loved the movie instead and i was like <laughs> what is happening so i just love that i mean it, it it's kind of different because it's not like purposely trying to anger people but i, I it's a similar feeling to like i i've read some stuff that david lynch has said about his movies yeah and how he yeah. like makes them on purpose to like not make uh like they make sense but they don't have like one meaning to them yeah as he says like they're they're like the point of his movies is for you to interpret them and i feel like that's probably what's going on here is they're like they they purposely were like we don't want anything to like match up or make sense with anything else in the movie because we just want it to be like you know here's the thing just watch it and then like whatever Mm -hmm. yeah i like i i get that comparison i like that comparison to lynch Mm. i feel like refn sort of touches on that these Mm. days as well yeah Um, i think so Actually, I I met him one time at, at a signing at Amoeba Music in Hollywood. Yeah, awesome. And I was like, I just was like, hey man, like it's an honor to meet you. I just wanted to say thank you for uh, making Drive. It it changed the way I think about uh, cinema. And he was like, yes, yes. He was like, <laughs> he was like, it's not about good or bad. It's about the reaction. And I was like, okay, yeah, that's exactly what I would have expected. Amazing. Cool. Cool. Yes, so. I love it. Yeah, yeah, I I definitely think that that's kind of what they're doing here, also. Yep, definitely. I guess. Um, so what are they doing here? Uh... <laughs> yeah, I, I, there's not so much a plot to talk about as just like some things that happen. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, though, more I because I I I watched this in college one time, and that was you know seven years ago, and more. It's not that there's a plot, but like more stuff happens than i remembered at least because i i I remembered it just being kind of like a jumbled uh you know a bunch of pictures and there certainly are Mm -hmm. kind of that but there's there's also like some things that happen that is true actually i I read those quotes before i like watched the movie and so i was expecting yeah and i had seen it before and remembered kind of the same stuff as you so yeah i was actually surprised at how much i was able to like follow it (laughs) Right, yeah, as much as as much as one could. Like things um, do seem related in in a, yes. like certain ways even if they were trying yeah. for them not to be. <laughs> yeah. But the very beginning, they they I think they obviously put this part at the beginning on purpose, right? You think? Mhm. The eyeball yeah. part. Yeah. And then it it is the part that I think has the least to do with the rest of the film also. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, how did you think it how do you think it looks i don't think it looks very good but you know <laughs> we're at the very beginning it doesn't look like, like he's slicing the woman's eye yeah no um, it's, it looks like a grape think, or something oh um wait do you not know no i don't what what is it oh how yeah we learned about it's it's it is an eyeball it's just like a, a cow's eyeball oh it's shit like a dead really cow and they actually sliced the eyeball. I think it was a cow. It's some kind of animal, but yeah, it's a real eyeball. Oh, ew, that's gross. I know, right? <laughs> I did not know that. That's just hey, that's what they did back in the day, I guess. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I was wondering, like, if you know, because they they obviously want you to think that it's her eyeball, and they flash it yep. up like really quickly. So I wonder if like maybe back in the day, people weren't used to like you know really looking for you know special effects like that. So yeah. 
it may have been more convincing back then. And yeah, maybe just, so. you know, if, if someone watched it, cause we obviously know that like, there's no way that they would actually slice a lady's eyeball. Right. And they don't have like, you know, CGI or whatever to do it. Right. Um, or like even like probably prosthetics at that <laughs> point weren't, weren't so advanced. We're not like the, the, the fucking guys in effects where we see a movie and we're like, that really happened. <laughs> <laughs> they really killed that lady. For they real. really killed that girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> go listen to our episode on effects if you don't know yeah. what we're talking about. I, um, I, you know what would be hilarious would be to like do a shot-for-shot remake of this movie today but actually use like really good effects. Yeah, <laughs> I bet that would piss people off so much, dude. I bet someone's done it. I bet it's been done. Yeah, In I'm sure there's been like shitty film to class. It. Well, yeah. yeah, that too. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, there's like you know. So yeah, that happens first. That I mean that and that's um, but I I'm so scared to say his name. Buñuel, Buñuel, Buñuel. I think. Um, yeah, but that's him. Is the guy who slices the eye. The guy at the beginning. Okay. And then we kind of move to, I guess, like our main characters mm-hmm. are the guy in the weird baby outfit riding the bike <laughs> and the young I think it's supposed to be like a nun outfit. I was, yeah, that's what I thought at first, but then I was like, he also kind of looks like a baby. <laughs> like, he looks like a, like a baby bonnet. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you know, maybe it's supposed to be, but maybe it's saying that nuns are, are babies and babies. they ride around on bicycles. Now, did this guy kind of like look like Buster Keaton to you? I maybe it's because yes. we just watched that, yep. but I was like, or maybe it's the way he's like holding his face. But it, he cer- definitely did. Yeah, um, more so at the beginning than as yeah. as it went on. But I was just like, huh. He also, I forgot to mention this, but in in the Monte Cristo adaptation that he was in, he played uh, Albert which is uh the, the sun. sun okay so interesting he, yeah so he's got that kind of youthful kind of buster keaton thing that 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 keaton had as well so yeah i totally uh made that comparison too mm-hmm. in my mind but yeah he's like riding along on his bike and then he just falls over yeah he, just... he he like you know he he falls over some some girl is inside the house and she like you know runs over to the window and sees him fall over and like runs out down to him and he doesn't seem hurt he just seems kind of like he's just chilling there yeah (laughs) but she's concerned and so she takes him up to her little apartment her little flat well um it's you know presumably she does but we don't see that (laughs) like she 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 takes the box off of him and wait did we say that he has like a weird lock box around his neck yeah it's it's, he's got a little and it's striped and Mm -hmm. then everything inside of it is also striped yeah she so she like takes the takes the box up to her apartment and opens the box and in it is a tie and a collar and she lays that out on the bed with the rest of his weird little nun baby outfit and then sort of looks over and he's just in the corner of the room looking at his own hand yes and (laughs) there are ants coming out of his hand Mm -hmm. now this is not a bad effect i thought no it looks cool (laughs) I, i like that it looks really cool yeah and and this is you know sort of the other famous image from this movie yeah uh i guess because it was the other weirdo dream that it is based on right and then you know you know she walks over to look at it and then we just get a shot of like a hairy armpit mm-hmm. which i guess is that her it's supposed to be her armpit well no because <laughs> well maybe i don't know because then she shows her armpit again later in the movie and it's not hairy 
Yeah, but I thought that was because he stole her hair. <laughs> oh, yeah, and he put it where his, his mouth face. was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Okay, I guess it is supposed to be that. <laughs> <laughs> but but the hairy armpit dissolves into a sea urchin. Yeah, something then, like that. And uh, then cut away. And then there's the hand on the on the street, right? Mm-hmm. I read another thing. I guess this is like putting a pause on discussing the plot of the film. That that the the movie is like full of Freudian imagery, and I was like, I don't know what that means, really. I yeah, what? Like, I don't know a whole lot about Freud except that now people don't like him. Well, I mean, I so... think I think the main th- I I think the main thing is like everything is sex, and so like yeah, you know things that are are not sexual but are, are actually are sexual hmm i guess that dude does it get pretty horny in a second here oh boy does he <laughs> uh anyways unpause uh you're saying <laughs> i mean then there's a severed this, hand there yeah there's this whole other bit that i don't really know what it has to do with the two people in the flat but there's a woman on the street and there's a severed hand in the street and she's poking it with a stick and there's a big crowd around her and the cops are like trying to keep the crowd away and that's mm-hmm. it pretty much yeah and then the policeman one of the cops like takes the hand and puts it into the lock box the striped box right and gives it to the woman and then everyone disperses but she just stands there in the middle of the road where will cars like zip by and then she gets hit by a car it looks really cool though it's this really awesome like almost directly overhead shot which is mm-hmm. kind of cool for the time yeah yeah must use like a crane or something yeah um but our, our two people in the apartment have been watching this happen, and right. after she gets hit by the car, all of a sudden the dude is like, time to fuck. Yep, he has this awful fucking, like, lascivious look on his face. And, like, mm-hmm. good, you know, props to the actor, because he, he's creepy. He looks yeah. creepy. He's, he's leering. There is, at one yeah. point, he, like, he he's, like, chasing the woman around the room. He, like, tries to grab her boobs and stuff. Yeah. And then, like, eventually she just kind of, like, lets him. And then he starts, like, his eyes roll back in his head, and he starts drooling, and it's like, yeah. oh, God. This part actually gave me a good chuckle because, well, I mean, not that part, but um, he's doing <laughs> yeah, that. what and... are you about to say? <laughs> he's doing that, and then it, like, kind of cuts to uh, a naked torso, and he, I guess that's just, like, you know, in his imagination, and he's still mm-hmm. fondling her, and then it cuts back to her clothes again, and then it cuts again, and it's a butt mm-hmm. instead of boobs. Yeah. Like, He's just squeezing on a butt, and mm-hmm. I, I, that gave me a chuckle. Yeah, I thought it was. Funny. It reminded me of that one moment from the that community episode where they're telling the scary stories. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, "We sewed your butt to your chest." And he's like, "You fools! You've given me my own boobs that I can play with yeah. whatever I want." And then they replaced his hands with his feet. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just watched that episode. It's a good one. It's but yeah, so it's, good. It's. <laughs> I was kind of surprised that I mean, I guess you know. People say a lot of stuff about like pre-code or whatever. I think this is pre-code, but I think it also is just like weird artists doing it's stuff. Art so film, I guess yeah, yeah. There's nudity in it. Yeah, um, but you don't you don't see like nipples or anything. I guess. Yeah, you kind of really don't. Um, but then she kind of runs away again, and she makes her way into like this corner, and she picks a like a racket mm-hmm. off of the wall and is, is kind of wielding it at him, and then. Yeah. Then, <laughs> is he doing this to like try to impress her i don't know <laughs> i have no idea but he grabs these two ropes that mm-hmm. sort of like come out of nowhere like they're sort of just there yeah and he is pulling them 
and then on the ropes we have like on each of the ropes there's like it looked like a slab of concrete or something is like right on the yeah top i of it. i read and a then like thing, a pumpkin yeah i read a thing that said those were the ten commandments okay apparently great sure <laughs> but yeah and then pumpkin and then a couple of pianos with some sort of dead animal in them yeah oh but don't forget the like the friar dudes true the the two there's like two dudes who are dressed in some kind of mm-hmm. some kind of clerical outfits yeah who are just like holding on just to the hang, ropes. hanging on to the ropes uh yeah and he's he's like doing this uh, yeah. for some reason i don't know why uh and she's just like okay this is too weird and she like runs into the next room yeah and she like tries to close the door on the him but he like sticks his hand in and here we get uh like more ants coming more out of ants. his hand yeah more ants um, man. but then all of a sudden he's just like back on the bed in the room where she is right he's he's wearing the weird nun outfit again and she's in like the same room again somehow mm-hmm yeah what even ha- i don't even remember and yeah and then <laughs> someone like comes to the door and that is represented by some disembodied hands shaking a, a drink oh yeah <laughs> that was cool uh yeah i liked that um yeah. But then, you know, the woman goes to answer it, and a guy comes in to, like, I guess berate the first guy. Oh, and yeah. And he, like, takes his weird outfit and throws it out the window and makes him go stand against the wall. But then it turns out that the new guy is the same guy as the old guy was. Right. And he gives his old self some books to hold, which turn into guns, and then he shoots him his new self. Yeah. Fills him up with lead. I thought that was funny, the way the books. He's, like, just holding two books, and then it cuts, and then it cuts back to him, and he's holding two mm-hmm. guns. Yeah, and here and yeah, the dude has great expressions because as he, he like does, is holding yeah. the guns, he has like such a menacing look on his face where he's just like, "I'm gonna shoot you," yeah. <laughs> and it's all in like slow motion and stuff. Oh yeah, do you think so? Was slow motion like a thing back then, or did Apparently. he just like act it in slow motion? I don't know because it it's it does look more like it is in slow motion. It's not just acting in slow motion. I don't I know guess... how they would have done that like i guess maybe you could like crank the film really fast or something i don't know (laughs) i guess so that's interesting i never thought about it um but yeah he kills himself or whatever yeah and his other self (laughs) his dead self transports into the woods and some people carry his body away oh yeah (laughs) and And then then we're back to the girl back the girl's back of the room she sees a moth on the wall that's one of those death's head moths yeah uh and then she oh, opens yeah. the door and she's at the beach but yeah but first is the 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 he like wipes his mouth off of his face oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah. and like in response to this she starts putting lipstick on herself i yeah. guess to like reinforce her own mouth or something <laughs> i don't know yeah um and then and then he puts the armpit hair from earlier onto his face yeah and then she looks at her armpit and there's no hair there so that was what what made me like assume like he stole her armpit hair. <laughs> yeah. Um, but why? Gets, Who knows? I don't know. She gets really annoyed by it, though. She sure does. <laughs> that was actually pretty cool looking when he, like, wipes his mouth off his face. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. Yeah. But then, yeah, like you said, she she opens the door and leaves, uh, and she's on the beach with a different guy, I think. Yeah. Although he looks kind of similar to the main guy. Yeah. And she is actually into this guy, and they like kiss and like walk along the shore, and then I guess they die and sink into the sand. <laughs> yeah, the last shot's pretty cool. How they're like halfway buried in the sand. Mm-hmm. 
Now, did you watch the 17-minute version or the 21-minute version? I watched the 21-minute version. Okay, because I watched um, the 17-minute version. And I think we like we talked about all the same stuff. And I read the Wikipedia like you know description of the events of the film. Not so much right. plot summary, I guess. Uh, and everything that it said was in the one that I saw. So I was wondering, like, huh? Uh, hmm. <laughs> like, what? is it just is it just like faster? Like they play because it it did have some of that like old timey movie thing where people are like walking around quicker than you know oh, they normally look really? like. So okay, because yours didn't I feel seem like that. Yeah, I feel like mine did not have that. So I feel like that's mm. probably the case. Is okay. that yours is just played at a faster yeah. rate for some reason? Maybe so. I don't know why. Okay. Well, that huh. solves that mystery, I guess. If any of you film historians have any insight about that, please. Yeah, let and I, us know. I, I was like wondering, like, okay, well, which one is like the actual version? Right. How is it intended? Different sources said different links for the film, so I was okay. like, all right, well, never mind. <laughs> we'll never know. That's really interesting. I mean, it could be a thing where, like, when it was originally released, it was played like you know the seventeen-minute version. Yeah. And then, like, as people sort of cinematic taste changed or they had like the ability to slow it down to where people like look normal when they walk around then they like made the 21 minute version after that right yeah huh in any case uh so what does it all mean i mean i think it means like nothing yeah it means fuck you pretentious <laughs> yep. artists yep <laughs> which i like i like that i like yeah, that it's 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 you know become such a like sort of highbrow kind of like mm, art world thing but it was kind of like punk rock back in the day they were just like yeah we're gonna make some dumb good, shit for you idiots <laughs> that's a good comparison yeah i like it and it you know it's it's cool there are some cool things like the the ants coming out of the hand it it, it looks cool and yeah some of the cinematography is cool and mm-hmm. yeah yeah so i mean you know i guess go watch it it's pretty short like yeah why not it's free <laughs> It's free and it's it's you know an interesting look into because also this was pretty early in Dali's career especially you know so oh yeah it's kind of a yeah I think so. I mean it's before he even had his like mustache his his <laughs> um, gotta be early signature then. mustache yeah I mean Dali I always <laughs> I sometimes like mistake the because uh, I don't know a lot about art history so I'm always mistaking like the the eras that different artists work in but like dolly didn't die until 1989 whoa yeah that is so weird yeah i feel like i do and that a lot picasso too, too. Mm-hmm. i mm-hmm. always forget about like how recent like picasso and dolly and uh, yeah i feel are. like so much of like the early 20th century art world i imagine taking place like 200 years prior yeah yeah me too but yeah it's cool i would recommend it i guess mm-hmm. yeah and awesome also recommend Ooh. going to watch <laughs> for, <laughs> for next week uh, because luke just revealed to me that he has never seen a trauma movie or even really knows yes. what that is i uh, don't really know what that means <laughs> we're gonna watch space zombie bingo <laughs> okay <laughs> which is a random space one that i chose bingo. based on the name uh because trauma is a studio like a production studio okay and apparently they just upload a lot of their own movies to their own YouTube page. Love it. So great. I wanted to choose one that they had put there, and I just randomly selected Space Zombie Bingo for cool. next week. 
Okay, and so here's a, here's a bonus. It's an hour and fifteen minutes long. Oh, good. Oh man, awesome. So it should be fun. Everybody, watch Space Zombie Bingo if you think you can handle it. Um, <laughs> and uh, we'll be back next week. Um, yeah. Make sure you uh, subscribe to our Instagram at Broke Box Office. Um, and I guess it's not subscribe. Let's follow. Follow us on Instagram. <laughs> and Come on, subscribe on all that other bullshit that you can subscribe on. Yeah. Um, uh, send us emails at brokeboxoffice at gmail.com. Yeah. Is there a favorite uh, B-movie of yours that is available online to watch for free? Send it to us and we'll maybe check it out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks, folks. See you later. Hope you don't have any ants in your hands this ants week. Ants in your hands. Ants in your hands. Ants I, in your hands. I was thinking of that song also. <laughs> <laughs> bye bye. Later. <laughs>